Welcome to the Anonymous Andrew Podcast, Life and the Choices We Make, the Choices Other People Make. This podcast explores all things as they relate to dating and romantic relationships, why we sometimes ignore or choose to ignore or miss the red flags. Red flags like gaslighting, cheating, lying, narcissistic behavior, deception, addiction, and so much more. Join me each week as we continue my journey into the modern dating world with my weekend rants, anonymous guest dating stories, and experts who share their wisdom so we can better navigate the dating terrain. If you are new to the show or have been with me from the beginning, hold on tight for the anonymous Andrew Experience. Greetings, Anonymous Andrew. Life and the choices we make. Back with another episode. So today, normally you would be hearing another weekend rant. And if you've noticed over the last couple of weekends, I have not done a rant. Why? Well, Going through the computer over the last few weeks, I have been trying to clean up all the episodes and archive them because there are many, 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 many. I'm in season two and I have over 150 episodes that I have done and they have to go somewhere. They can't just sit on the PC. And I came across some lost episodes, meaning I recorded them but they never got aired. And that's what happens when you're a one-man show. You know, I'm I'm producing this and editing it and and everything, except I do have uh, another team member, Lindsay, now helping me with my social media, but uh, that's not helping me with the episode. So I am bringing to you today another lost episode, and this gentleman, his name is Eisen Lee. And he is a dating coach for men and specializes in Asian men, but helps all men. And okay, ladies, I've heard you. I have been getting feedback from the ladies saying we want dating coaches for women. Apparently, I haven't had enough. So I am in, <laughs> I am into the equal equality for <laughs> all genders. So... Uh, I do have lined up for you uh, female dating coaches. I'm recording one tomorrow, actually. In the meantime, um, you're going to get this one, and then I think I have one more next week, and I think next week is also going to be a female coach, um, another Lost Archive episode. And then after that, I think we'll go back to the weekend rants. Just as a footnote on this episode, uh, the audio quality is not up to par. Back in the summer of 2023, I was still using some very basic software, and I've upgraded since then. So you're going to hear lower quali- quality audio. Also, you're going to hear, if you listen carefully or don't, humming in the background because it was 97 degrees. We were having a heat wave, and I had my AC arm, and I I'm telling you, I tried to do it without the AC, 
and I was like sitting in a sauna for an hour and it was just not gonna happen so I had to turn the AC back on and just as a teaser this coming Tuesday my continuing series in exposing the twin flames universe aka cult I have a, a woman who rented her home or a room in her home to Jeff and Shalia. You have got to hear this episode. It is a peek into the early days of Jeff and Shalia before Twin Flames got off the ground. You're going to want to hear this one. Until then, this episode with Eisen Lee. Enjoy, and we'll talk to you on the other side. Hello, everybody. Anonymous Andrew back with you, and I have a very special guest on today's episode. Today, I'd like to welcome Eisen Lee, and Eisen is a dating coach for men, and he specializes in the Asian men community. Good evening, Eisen. How are you? Great, great, Andrew. Thanks for having me here. Okay, thank you for, for joining me tonight. Um, Eisen, you have a very interesting profile and bio i did i did look read it and 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 watch the some of the youtube videos tell us a little bit about yourself yeah so my name is Eisen lee and i'm from austin texas and uh currently you know i help guys with confidence mindset and dating and the reason why a lot of asian men gravitate towards me because they see themselves they see my they see me in themselves so they resonate with my background, they resonate with my upbringing, and, you know, they see, oh, this guy looks kind of like me, you know, maybe I can get success as well. <laughs> so, and I love doing it. It's very fun. It's very fulfilling because a lot of times people don't realize their potentials unless, you know, I help them tap into them. Okay. So I, we discussed this earlier, but let's let the audience know you're not a matchmaker. Mm -hmm. Okay. You're a dating coach. So that's right. Um, in the past 15 years, coaching has become mainstream now. What is a dating coach? Explain what that is or what how it applies to what you, your practice, your coach. Right, right. So a dating coach is someone that helps another person with dating, right? Understanding their goals and getting themselves into the relationship or their dream dating life. So it's not a pickup artist per se. So a pickup artist is someone that uses strategies, tricks, pickup lines, or different tactics to get a woman, right? For, for us, hookup. for hookup. Right, yeah. right, right. For us, it's a lot different in that I focus more so on the mindset, the internal things. So in order for that person to date the person they want, they have to first be the best version of themselves, right? Have that confidence, overcome these limiting barriers they may have. So... um the typical client that would come to you is looking for long-term romance, a marriage or long-term relationship. He's not looking or, or, or would he be looking just to date? Because I did right. notice they might be looking to date, but it's all about dating with integrity and honesty. It's not about trying to pretend to be someone else because that's, that doesn't yield long-term results. You know, you can fool, yeah. fool someone for a night or two, but then like if they, start talking to you and you're not that person, they're going to feel like they're being bamboozled, right? Because you're putting on a facade. That's not true. <laughs> that mask will fall off eventually. So, right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Well, in your story, you, you emigrated here 
when you were nine years old from China mm -hmm. and you went to Texas and you, and in your bio, you talk about how your family um, did not encourage you to date. Is that, is that accurate? That is accurate. Yeah. Most Asian families, you know, we just focus on going to school, getting good grades, going to a good college, finding a good career. And then afterwards, you know, that's when dating is encouraged. <laughs> okay. So going through high school was probably, you didn't have a lot of girlfriends. You were. Yeah. I wasn't really sure how to talk to women, you know, just people in general. I had a tough time like making friends because I wasn't social in that way i was kind of shy introverted and also had a lot of acting growing up too so that didn't help at all <laughs> oh and, uh, that's a trick the universe plays on teenagers i mm -hmm. i had it too um okay um but yet somehow you graduated I'm, I'm guessing you did go off to college i did yeah okay talk walk us through that transformation from that upbringing that high school experience college experience when did you start dating women and how did that go for you being naive in that area yeah i started um, trying to talk to women in my later years of high school around 17 18 and that's because that's when i had a car i could actually go on you know go out of the house <laughs> yeah. without asking my parents to give me a ride. Yeah. Um, so, and then in college is when I have more freedom, right? Obviously living away from home and you have so many people on campus. That's when I started meeting women um, and um, really taking them out on dates. So that's the first thing. But also I think, um, you know, having acting was kind of a blessing in disguise because that made me rely on my personality rather than my looks to, connect with people attract people so growing up you know obviously i was shy but then having acting made me a little bit more shy but then i realized that hey i can't let that determine the person that i am i gotta be myself right i gotta have confidence regardless of what my skin looked like at the time so that helped me so going to college i was actually in a asian fraternity so i connected with some of the uh, people there and then i was actually a lot better than some of these other guys and i see a lot of them, how I saw myself, like, wow, these guys are very similar to me. They needed help with just communications and like being more open with other people, especially with women. So I started helping them, you know, giving them actionable steps, tips, encouragement, motivation. And that's how my journey got started. Okay. And and I, if I read it correctly, you were a model at one time. That's right. That's I'm, right. I'm After um, college, I you know, I wanted to be a model because as a kid, I also lived in Europe and my mother at the time, she had a uh, boutique shop, little clothing store in, in Europe. So we, uh, I always like, you know, surrounded, I was surrounded by magazines, fashion shows, you know, all these things. I was like, you know what, mom, I'm going to be in one of these magazines one day. So that's how my modern, sorry, got, uh, my modeling journey got started. And, and, and just as a little antidote, what did your mom call you? She calls me the Asian Hitch. The Asian <laughs> Hitch. Okay, I love yeah, that. Yeah, she watched the movie. She's like, "Wait a second, you know, like that's that's you, huh?" <laughs> you're the Will. You're the Will Smith. I think it was Will Smith. Right, in Will the movie. Smith. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's cute. Um, okay, let's get into the meat and potatoes. Um, so you become a model. That must have been some experience because now you're going to uh, I'm, I'm i've never been in the industry so i don't know 
but models go to parties, models go to clubs, mm -hmm. models, right, right. the social life. That must have been pretty wild and different for you because of your upbringing. How did you navigate that? Right, right. I was, um, you know, I was partying pretty hard in college being a fraternity, but yeah, being a model is just a different kind of party. You know, I, I was in, there's a club called One Oak in LA. It was like very exclusive. You know, you had to be on the list and it's, uh, you know, a lot of celebrities partied there, Drake, Justin Bieber, DJ Khaled, et cetera. But so that was different. But then, you know, what's interesting is that as a model at the time, you know, I, looking back, I was like, wow, I was in great shape. I had amazing looks, but then I never felt complete i never felt that i had the confidence because i would always compare myself to other models right i go to a casting and 30 dudes looks like look like me right look like me and they only pick one person so like whenever i don't get picked which is more often than not like i would probably go to like 15 different castings to get one job if i'm lucky so that took a big toll on my confidence because i thought wow like maybe i'm not ripped enough maybe i'm too skinny maybe i need to grow my hair out maybe i need to cut my hair maybe you know i my nose is too flat i don't know right maybe my eyes are too small <laughs> yeah all these negative things go into my head and plus like other models female models you know they they more they more so date celebrities they more so date you know actors so for us we're more like like props so even though my looks and everything youth we're at its peak, but we're at their peaks, but my confidence was at an all-time low yeah. because of these external things. Okay. So that really opened my eyes to different things and understanding mindset and developing that self-confidence because you can't get validation from the world if you don't validate yourself. So yeah, I, I hear that a lot. And it's easier said than done. But mm -hmm. so coming from my background and i told you my story you know after that breakup i lost all that self-confidence and you know this concept you need to love yourself first so you need to accept yourself or be comfortable in your own skin first before you can be with another person that's a tough minefield to navigate because especially with rejection, like, like you said, you would go to a casting call and you were rejected multiple times until maybe mm -hmm. you got that one shot. That's like almost, almost like my life. It's like relationship. I, I, I went after the pretty women, um, but they made let, they might've lasted a year, year and a half. And then I, and then they either got tired of me or moved on or whatever their reasons were. So that self-confidence or that rejection built up over times like what mm -hmm. the common denominator is me you know yeah. i i had no problem getting women I, I some of my support group would look at me and and i would go from relationship to relationship and they would look at me and like how do you and then the next woman was more beautiful than the woman before that but mm -hmm. they weren't sustainable you know right. and those same support group that were amazed at how i was able to do that were also the ones that told me to stop, slow mm -hmm. down, and take a break. So I am a client of yours or a potential client of yours, and I come to you with my story. Three-year relationship, gone horribly wrong, cheated on, manipulated, gaslit. My self-esteem is, is, is non-existent, but it's been a year 
and I want to start dating again. Mm-hmm. How would you take work with right. me? So my question is, why do you want to start dating? Oh, that's easy. And, and you probably get this answer a lot. I, I'm lonely. And uh, I'm at the age. In, well, I don't think it matters what age you are. You want a partner. We're genetically wired. Well, there's probably a lot of debate about that because there are people who can be monogamous mm-hmm. and there's people who, who don't. But mm-hmm. we're, we're wired to, without reproduction, the male and female, the, the our humanity does not go on. So we're right. wired to, to find a mate. Now, that mate could right. just be to procreate and move on. I mean, how many mothers are single mothers out there because they, they just got pregnant? But there is a part of humanity that is looking for a partner that they can cuddle up on a cold night they could go to the movies they can go on a trips together they can uh find dining they can go see comedy shows uh they they can have great sex i mean all of the things mm-hmm. that healthy relationships have and i have yet to have one of those healthy relationships. so why do i want to start dating again i want what i have never really experienced a healthy relationship Mm-hmm. I see. And you mentioned a lot of great experiences and a lot of great things you could do in a relationship. But do you do these things by yourself? I never used to. Until because I never was alone. I, mm-hmm. I, again, I went from relationship to relationship. So I never. So this past year, I, I, my audience knows this, but I'll, I'll tell mm-hmm. you at the beginning, I'm a, I'm a beach bum. And at the beginning of the summer, I live right by the beach and I'm a beach bum. At the beginning of the summer, my last girlfriend and I went to the beach for the past three summers, every weekend. She was a beach bum and we made a whole weekend out of it. She would come down here for the weekend and we would go there from eight in the morning to five in the afternoon. This summer, all of a sudden I found myself alone. I didn't have mm-hmm. anybody to go to the beach with. Yeah. I have some friends here and there, but it was like a culture shock. I was three summers at the beach. Boom. Then I had nobody to go with. Mm-hmm. So people started saying to me, go by yourself. Yeah. You don't need, why do you need to go with somebody? But that's a foreign concept to me, but I did it. I pushed myself and I would go down to the beach and I'd bring a book or I'd listen to a podcast and I would sit there for a couple of hours. And then I, I did some other things alone that, that, you might do with a partner. I, I have mm-hmm. gone out to eat by myself. I have watched movies by myself. So, yeah, but it's, let's take watching a movie, for example, especially these days, except if you're in a cinema, like a theater, mm-hmm. but if you're sitting home on the couch and you want, you pick something on Netflix and there's something really wonderful happens or a romantic scene or a comedy or drama, whatever, you know, and you want to pause it and discuss it or, whatever it, you have a partner next to you that you can share that moment with and watching these movies i watched one last night by myself before i went to bed and i looked around the room and i'm sitting on my bed and i looked over and there was nobody next to me and mm-hmm. and it's wasn't a good feeling is what i'm getting at i see well the thing is you got to be happy being alone first before you can actually attract the right type of woman because the people that you attract are going to be reflecting, reflected on the person that you are. You mentioned that you attract a lot of beautiful women, but they all have a lot of drama, right? They all right. have a lot of drama. So 
by elevating yourself and being happy with yourself. Like I go out to dinners by myself. I go to the pool, like go to the rooftop, you know, have a drink or two. Right. But then I'm cool with being by myself or taking a friend. But then if a woman wants to be with me at the same time, that's fine too. You know, cause I'm completely happy being with her or without her. That's the piece that you need. Well, because I've, force myself to stay single and i have done some of these things by default i have become comfortable by mm-hmm. myself but this is just one year that i've been single and i've been married twice and i have been in relationship for 20 plus years mm-hmm. it's not it's not something i'm used to so i i could say to you that i i have gotten to the point where i am comfortable by myself yeah i watched the movie last night I come home every night of the week after work and I'm home alone all night long. I work on the podcast or I may do mm-hmm. go to a meeting or something. But um, so I think I'm at that phase where I'm, I'm comfortable. And if you listen to this podcast six months ago, I was not, I couldn't mm-hmm. even look in the mirror today. I, I can look in the mirror and I'm comfortable. So That's let's good. say that I, let's say I've gotten past that step. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about dating apps, maybe. So I come to you and I say I'm on a couple. Well, let me ask you this. How many dating apps should one be on? Depends on what you're looking for, right? If you're looking for something quick, and it also depends on your age group as well. So I would say picking one or two apps that work the best for you and always pay for these apps. Yes, I agree with that. Give yourself a better advantage. Yeah, this, these free versions are, are mm-hmm. very difficult because you, you either don't get to see the messages or or the woman has to message you first or you don't mm-hmm. get to see the or profile. Or you don't even get the publicity that others do. And right. having great photos, professionally taken photos are going to elevate you. It's like, a, it's like a resume, right? If you have a shitty resume, if it's not well drafted, then you know <laughs> you give it to well, a company that might not hire you. Let me ask you this, and I'm not disagreeing with you i've just heard both sides of that coin i've heard that don't take professional photos show the real you so mm-hmm. i got a couple of pictures of me playing i'm a tennis player so i play mm-hmm. i got two two tennis photos i ride yeah. a bike so i got a picture of me riding a bike mm-hmm. um i got a picture of me sitting behind just like this the, yeah, the yeah. headphones on and the microphone in front of me that's my podcasting side you're saying that hire somebody who can take these pictures or yeah. do do studio type pictures no 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 studios pictures just show the real you but with a better camera so i okay. can do have a picture i can do a selfie right now with this my phone but then it's not going to look as good as someone with professional lighting professional gear um nice background my couch is over there right so that's gonna and then me talking that's gonna look more animated look more professional you know so I can like really, so I can really capture my passion, right? That's one. Like riding a bike too, you know, I could just, you know, take a selfie riding a bike, but it's not going to be the same as, you know, someone else taking a picture no. with bike Correct. 60 miles, 60 uh, frames per second, right? Now, I also see that there's now a couple of uh, dating apps that are introducing video. Mm-hmm. You could do 30 yeah. second video clips of you doing something. That's so- right would you recommend a friend do that like yeah of course of course if if something you're doing it's it's cool enough to put on video like for example if i'm riding a horse that's cool you know (laughs) but if i'm just sitting in my home you know that's not very cool it's boring no that's right right no one wants to see that (laughs) okay 
All right. So I, I come to you and I'm let's say that I've gotten past the stage where I'm comfortable mm-hmm. being by myself. Right, right. Um but there's a difference between being comfortable by yourself and being confident. Yeah, so it's comfortable is first, right? Being conf- confident comes from competence, right? Understanding your skills. And if you don't feel like your skills aren't good enough, then you're not going to be com- confident. So how do I get those skills? Work on yourself. Like, for example, right now I'm going to the gym six days a week. I'm getting more confident in myself because of my work ethic and discipline, right? And that's interesting because at the beginning of the summer, I ran into somebody at work who built a gym at our job where I work and mm-hmm. uh, he we're, we're in the construction business and he built literally built the gym out of some of the material we have there and nobody knew about it. But one day we, we were just chatting and, and he told me about it and now he lets me use the gym. So I get there 20 minutes early mm-hmm. and I work out. Uh, just do upper body resistance training. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to tell you that when I look in the mirror, I see the difference now in my upper body. So it does give you a lot of more, a lot more confidence. Mm-hmm. It actually sure. helped my posture. It helped my, um, especially, <laughs> I, just, I hate talking about my age, but you know, when you get to be a certain age, there's certain parts of your body that just the gravity doesn't, mm-hmm. it's not yeah. your friend. <laughs> but I I've reversed that though because yeah, I'm toning I'm toning up the muscle. So okay, so that's one way to build the self confidence is is right. working out and respecting okay. yourself, right? Respecting yourself, dressing better, right? Taking care of your appearance. I like those that. are all key, right? Even your surroundings, right? What is? Have you ever seen the movie Limitless with Bradley Cooper? He takes a pill and then he's like super smart. Right? Yes, 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 yes. So that that what did he do in the very beginning after he took that pill? He went back to his apartment. What did he do? Do you remember? I don't, but okay. I re- I rem- yeah, I remember the movie. He cleaned up his apartment. He scrubbed everything and made it all neat and nice. Right. Okay. So that was the first thing. So having surrounding yourself with people and surrounding yourself with you know just a clear space so you can think is super important to your self growth. If my place is a mess, you know, my thoughts are jumbled, you know, I feel like there's so much stuff going on, you know, I can't focus. But if my space is clean and neat, I can focus and I feel good about it. It's like, wow, I'm coming home to a nice place, nice apartment, doesn't smell bad, you know, no dirty dishes or anything was laying, soaking in the water, (laughs) in the sink, right? Everything's put together, like all my clothes are hung up, right? That makes you feel good. That makes me feel accomplished, you know? Yeah. Navy too, SEALs, but... Navy SEALs, like even every branch of the military, what do they do when they first make, uh, wake up, make their bed, right? It's because right. the small things, small accomplishments in a day is going to make a big difference in your confidence. Like, wow, I did this thing in the very beginning of my day. I can conquer way more today. Yeah. And, and I, I, I am, I, I do do that. Although if you did look at the apartment, you, you would probably think I could tidy it up a little bit, but between work podcast and the meetings and, uh, I grandchildren and all that stuff mm-hmm. time. There's only so much time in a day, but I try to attack tackle my apartment at least once a week. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I do a lot of, which I'm, which I think everybody should do is hygiene. Yeah. Personal, personal hygiene. Yeah. You say, of course, but you would be surprised how many people don't 
look at themselves in the mirror before they walk out of the house in the morning, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. and, and, and going back to the photos on, on some of the dating profiles, I have literally swiping on some of these things and I come across a woman and I, I just, I, I have to put my head down and go, what was she thinking? What, did she yeah. look at this photo before she posted it? Because, you know, the hair is sticking up or blurry yeah. or it's like, so <laughs> it's like, oh my God. I get it. Yeah. That's what a lot of times women look and say the same thing about the guys that they yeah. see. That, wow. Like what, it, what did he ever think about? It? Like sometimes, you know, I've seen my mother's profile and heard the guys that she's swiping on right and sometimes the guys you know they don't they have an oversized shirt that's you know two sizes too big or you know they're like this close to the camera (laughs) (laughs) like what are you doing yeah but okay a lot of times yeah um i do want to give you some time you your specialty your dating coach for men but you do specialize in the asian men community talk about that a little bit yeah that's right so our upbringing is a little bit different because growing up, you know, if you're in a Asian household, you know, we're taught to go to class, right? Go to school, get good grades and go to a good college and then find a good job. So we don't really focus on talking about dating until like after college. And a lot of times parents would not really encourage their kids. They give a lot of criticism, right? Hey, why did you get a 98 out of 100, right? They don't say, wow, good job. You got a 98, right? It's like, hey, next time do better, right? So growing up, kids have lower self-esteem, lower self-worth. Even nowadays, most of my clients are six-figure earners, right? They have good careers, good jobs, a decent car, and a place to live. But they feel like they're not good enough. I'm like, why are you so timid when you're talking to this girl? She's a server at a restaurant. Like, you have a career. You're you're so much better on paper than her. Why are you shy? He's like, oh, I think she's better than me. She knows more than me. I'm not interesting, right? There's some of the things that you're talking to me about, like the loss of confidence. Maybe they never had it in the first place. <laughs> so right. that's something. And that's because of childhood uh, trauma from parents and uh, unrealistic, unrealistic upbringings, right? And it's cultural. And exactly. it's not just it's not just the Asian community. Right. Happens, A lot of foreign immigrants. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 uh, I run a support group for people with mood disorders and there's a couple of women there from the Middle East. And mm-hmm. I, it's just what I'm hearing, what their culture is that it's horrible. Even though yeah. they're living here, their parents like you came here and right, they carry right. the culture over and right. they're, they're, they're still living with their parents at the age of 33 or 34. And, and so a lot of what you're talking about is it is instilled in them hmm yeah so okay um so all right i i want i just i did write some questions down here um how i guess my biggest issue was i have the self-confidence let's say i have this i've done all the work right i have mm-hmm. um i've done I, my apartment's clean okay I've yeah. gone on. I've gone out to dinner by myself. I've gone to the beach by myself. Um, I, everything we just talked about. I don't trust women after what happened a year ago. I was mm-hmm. lied to, gaslit, and it wasn't like a six-month relationship. It was a three-year relationship. Right, right. While I take some responsibility and accountability for staying in it, <clears throat> yeah, I was yeah. lied to repeatedly. 
And I, I don't know where reality started and the live took over. And going into the dating world now, I am, what would be the good word? Skewed or biased or mm-hmm. I don't know that I trust what might come out of I'm going on a date. Mm-hmm. How, how, to, how do we let the, my guard is up. How do I right, drop right. that guard? Yeah, so it's once again it goes back to confidence, right? Right now it feels like you're not secure in yourself. That's why you don't trust others because you feel like some people might burn you, right? Whereas like my mindset is like, yeah, like I'm gonna be honest and completely transparent with this person. If they burn me, that's fine. I can find another one better than her, just like her, right? So like it doesn't matter. And also like if someone crosses me, you know, I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm I'm gonna try to make this work because you're the best I can get. No, no, if you cross me, like that's... there's another girl, like literally after you. That's one well, of my life. And that was my story, but I this wasn't the first, second, or third date. This was six or eight months in. I had already trusted her, mm-hmm. we had already committed to each other, and right. then that's when all the lies and the, the mask came off and the true colors came out. Right. So that's fine. Then then that, that's when you call it quits with her. That's and that's what I didn't do. I didn't do that. So <laughs> so that's uh, self-respect too. You got to respect yourself or respect your own boundaries that you have and share these boundaries with her. Like for example, if I were to get into a relationship with someone right now, I would tell her, "Hey, like this is what I'm okay with. This is what I'm not okay with, and this is what I'm gonna do. If you're gonna be okay with that, great. If you can't, then I don't I don't think we're the right match for each other, right?" Even if you already invested six months. No, no, no. That should be established in the very beginning. The very beginning. Okay. So like I used to love going out with my friends, right? And sometimes women don't like that. Like, why are you going out with your friends, right? Women are going to start talking to you. I'm like, great. If you can't trust me to go out with my friends, then there's, you don't have to trust. Then there's going to be other issues. (laughs) Would this be, have they met your friends at this point? No. No, okay. But then they might say, yeah, like my ex went out and he cheated on me. I'm like, great. Why are you comparing me to him? Right. Yeah. Well, I I would think the answer to that would be because they got burned. So like what happened to me a year ago has happened to women. They they, Men men cheat as much as women do. So a, a woman has been burned. And so if she says to you, you're going out with your friends, Mm-hmm. and she doesn't trust you um then how am i on... going to be happy though how am i going to be happy though it's like me it's like if i'm a ferrari but you're only putting me in first gear because you're you're afraid that i might burn yeah. and crash <laughs> yeah crash and burn right so i'm not going to be happy and the relationship isn't going to be good because i'm not happy and i can't make you happy if i'm not happy right so okay it's about respecting yourself, respecting your own boundaries and values, right? It's like me. I'm a dating coach, right? I'm going to have to go out with my clients to talk to women. If you can't trust me to go out with my clients, then, hey, it's not going to work out. And if you feel like, because I get a lot of attention from women, right? So if you feel like you can't handle all these all these attention from other women, feel like you're competing with them, then, hey, you're not a good match. I'm not going to settle. Okay. I'm writing down two questions. And so I got two questions for you, and then I'm going to ask you to any final thoughts, and we'll we'll, sure. we'll begin to wrap it up. You just brought up a very good word, boundaries. Mm. Yeah. Talk about boundaries. How do – I was not good at establishing boundaries in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you why. The psychology behind mine 
was mm-hmm. I if if I tried to establish a boundary and she crossed it and I was okay with it, I allowed her to cross that boundary. I made it a soft boundary that told her that it's okay to uh, not respect my boundaries. How does one stick to their boundaries? So I, I have a set of boundaries in my mind, and, mm-hmm. and how do we stick to them? I, I, I'll tell you the story. Uh, and I'm sorry, audience, you've heard this a hundred times. She went out on a trip for to Florida and she, and, and she was taking some pictures with this guy that she was down there who's supposed to be a f- cousin or something. Mm-hmm. And the pictures were inappropriate. They were too okay. looking romantic. There was nothing sexual, but they were, and right, I right. called her out on it. I said, these are not appropriate pictures to be right, sending right. back to your boyfriend. And she said to me, if you don't like it, there's plenty of men wedding to take your place. Mm-hmm. And that should said, have been oh. your attitude. Well, but it wasn't because I'm looking at this beautiful woman and I'm thinking I'm never going to get somebody like as beautiful as her, yada, yada. And I know that's poor self-respect and poor self-esteem. But yes, I should have said at that very moment, well, then, yes, go find someone to replace me. And that would have, I know her and that would have blown her away. But yet I relented. I came back and I said, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Once your boundary is crossed and she's not going to respect you as a man anymore, you lost her friend. Okay. So I got, I so. Yeah. And that's because of your, of your self-esteem, right? You feel like you can't get someone like her because she's so attractive. And by you setting boundaries or, you know, letting her go, you're going to do a disservice to yourself. That's why you didn't allow her to, you know, you, you just allowed her to walk all over. Uh, well, yeah, I made it a soft boundary. Yeah. I made it a soft boundary. Um, are you, I, I, in your bio, I, I'm just curious. And, yeah. and you talk about that you're dating multiple women a week, that you have this. But then I saw another picture in your bio that looked like uh, you might be in a relationship. Are you in a relationship or are you are you single? Um, right now, I'm not in a relationship. I'm just dating, going on dates here and there. Like, okay. Times a week. <laughs> no, there was a photo, I think, on one mm-hmm. of your pages where it, a woman was, it looked like you were a couple. Yeah, so, right, right. I see. I yeah, from these dates, you know, like, I, I'm very clear with women. I'm like, hey, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. Right. So. A lot of these women are very, very, very close. You know, it's like we're dating, but we're not. We don't have any terms. Right. Okay. All right. And uh, something new I'm doing with my guests now. Uh, the the name of my podcast is Anonymous Andrew, Life and the Choices We Make. So I'm going to ask you, what was either the worst choice you've ever made or the best choice you've ever made? Hmm. Worst choice I've ever made. In dating or in what? Yeah, let's stick to okay. the dating world. Dating world, worst choice I've ever made. Mm, I don't think I ha- I can say that I made it. The opposite choices. could be the best choice you made. Yeah, the reason why I say this is that I believe everything we do has a consequence. Everything we do leads it to does. something. So even if I feel like wow, like I just got rejected so bad, I I feel so insecure. I feel like you know I lost my confidence. But then you know you build from that. You're like wow, why did I get rejected? Okay, so next time. I know I have to say this, right? And I built from it. That's how, you know, I got started with this because I, I was terrible with women and then I got better. So everything I do 
there's always going to be a pro and a con, but you got to look at things from a positive perspective. So that's why I don't believe that there's nothing that bad that's ever happened to me in dating. But the best thing I ever did was going out there, putting myself out there and learning about the mindset and developing that, developing myself, becoming the best I can be so I can attract the best. I like that. And that's, and that's where what I've been told repeatedly over this past year and I, and I'm doing it, but it's, slow it's a slow burn it's just i'm a work in progress as they say so yeah yeah all right um eisen any parting thoughts about your philosophy on dating um your practice mm -hmm. your coaching yeah so last thing you know i think if you were to work with me i'm not tuning my own horn it's you can get to where you want to be in a relatively short amount of time i'm saying like weeks or close to like you know a quarter of a year that's very fast i think um, right now the biggest thing you need is to gain your confidence back and maybe you don't feel like you're good enough to attract the type of women that you want to attract without any baggages right <laughs> so right. we got to get through there figure out what's limiting you and break these things down it's like therapy right but related to dating and connecting to yourself and learning to be yourself again. Okay. And you're based in Austin, Texas. That's right. That's right. Okay. And you're, you're in California or I'm in no New York city, New York city. Oh, okay. Cool. 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 So do you work? Yeah. Yeah. Majority of my uh, clients are out of state because there's a lot of Asians in the Bay area and there are also a lot in New York. So <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, there are. So you yeah. will work, on like on zoom or skype or whatever right zoom yeah. do like hourly sessions and figuring it out and also there's a curriculum to follow so yeah it's a full full uh program okay uh where can we find you online and of course i'll put yeah, all this in the show definitely. notes you can find me on the asian dating coach.com or you can just type in asian dating coach on google i should be the first one to pop up or you can type in uh, my first and last name a-i-s-e-n-l-i on instagram if you want to talk connect I post some uh, free content there as well if you want to view them. And yeah. Okay. As soon as I get off this podcast episode, I will follow you and um, sweet, sweet. We'll, we'll, we'll stay connected. Uh, Eisen, thank you so much for joining me today. I did learn more. I, every episode I do, I'm just soaking it all in. And one of these days, I hope that I have an announcement to make that I have found mm -hmm. my forever yeah. person. I got you. If you really want help, man, just talk to me afterwards and I'll you know, give you some uh, pointers and also uh, I'll definitely take you on as a, as a client, if you choose, and okay. it's going to be faster than you think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hope is here, man. Hope is here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I believe that I just have to, I guess, believe that. So yeah. All right, Ivan, you, you, thank you so much. You're really brilliant and intelligent and you are for the ladies out there. He's good looking. Um, <laughs> so, um, Thank you so much, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon, all right? All right. Take care, Andrew. Thank you. I would like to thank Eisen Lee for joining me, and I apologize, Eisen, for the late airing, but we did get to you. You're in the club of the Lost Archives, but you made it, and I really do appreciate your wisdom and your time. And speaking of time... Can you take a couple seconds and go down to the bottom if you're on Apple Podcasts and leave me a review? And Spotify now allows you to leave reviews uh, for each episode. 
So if you're on Spotify, please do leave a review for an episode. And maybe tell a friend. If you've got a friend who is struggling in the dating world or has a similar story, um, or is just struggling overall with romance in any way, they may get something from this show. And if you're going to make a decision about committing to somebody, I urge you to pay attention to any of the red flags. The red flags you ignore in the beginning are the red flags that are going to bring you down in the end. And I know that from personal experience. Thank you for listening, and until next time, ciao.